is the Better Life, Better Work show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Shall we record a podcast? I think we shall. Hey, hey, peoples, soulies, friends, quiet listeners, secret fans. I know you're all out there. Thank you for spending time with me. Hey, um, my uh, production team was like, are you going to record a podcast this week? How are you feeling? I know it's a crazy week and it is, but right? I'm actually feeling really centered, a little bit snarky. And so I thought that is the perfect time to record a podcast. So here's what we're going to talk today. I went to go look at my podcast um, like I have a, a plan. I went to go look at the plan and the plan said something about, you know, the ebb and flow of being a soulful CEO. And that's a great topic. We'll do it another time. Today, I want to talk about being the decider. I had a couple of questions <laughs> asked to me recently. And the answer was be a decider. You haven't decided. And so we're going to talk a little about a little bit about being a decider, but let's acknowledge a couple of things that are in the air first. Um, if we were to, like, if I were to sponsor my show, like have my show sponsored, which it's not sponsored, but today it would be sponsored by Suja Green Juice and Water From My Fridge and... There was something else, but I can't remember what it is. That's all right. Okay. So um, I know, I, I know, I know this is going to be me just talking and sharing, but let's talk about what it means to be the decider. So my, I can't, I can't believe I haven't done a podcast with the, I, I can't believe I haven't done a Be the Decider podcast. Many of you know that I am. <clears throat> Well, some of you know that I have hired my book writing coach and I am in the process daily, except for yesterday. I did not write. It's the first day in a long time I did not write. Um, I'm in the process of working on my book and I have my outline and I have my preliminary title and I'm starting to tell my stories and I also have the wisdom that's come from it. And as I was walking my dogs this morning, Thank God for my dogs because they require walks, which means the habit gets done. I was thinking about the title of my book, which right now is The Re-Enchantment of an Ordinary Life. And I was thinking about enchantment. When I walk through my neighborhood, which is like an old hill country, small town outside of Austin on the wrong side of the lake (laughs) neighborhood. There's some enchantment. Like I saw today, I saw this giant buzzard perched on the top of a telephone pole and almost looked like a totem pole. 
And there was a buck and a doe laying in a yard and my dog didn't go crazy at them. And just seeing like walking by the deer is, it's just, it's just enchanting to me. Now, here's the thing. Um, in my book and story, um, 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 that is just for those of you who can't stand ums. This is my podcast and I shall um whenever I want to. By the way, if you're watching this live, if you're watching this live, if you did not watch this live, I'm so sorry. Maybe Callie will take a screenshot of it for you because it's hilarious. So we're just going to pause here. Just be with me today. I promise you're going to laugh a little bit and you'll learn something. Are y'all okay with that? Okay, just no fucking around. You're going to laugh. But if you were to, if you're here live... I want you, I know, I'm so sorry. One of the reviews I got was like, she's talking about something I can't see. Me, 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 me. Well, decide to come find the video. Because if you will look today, I'm going to take off my glasses. So I don't know how many minutes we are into this. I can't tell you. I normally, then I could just tell you to fast forward to it in the video. This morning when I did my makeup and I do my makeup every day and I use either a dark brown liquid liner from Tarte. And um, I also have a black liquid liner. <laughs> this morning when I was doing my liquid liner, okay, I'm gonna close my eyes and show you. Uh, apparently I was shaking. I don't ever, ever shake in the morning when I'm doing my liquid liner. I'm actually really good at it. And my liquid liner on both sides went all jacked and I just kept it there. I didn't even try to fix it. That's how good I feel today. (laughs) And so for those of you that are watching the live, this is the bonus for watching live. I'm just going to close my eyes real quick and show you. Well, on this one, you can see like how jacked up it is. And this one too, right here. And then this one right here. Just little jacked up liquid liner. I'm officially the old lady. Oh, this is what I was going to tell you if it was sponsored by. I know I haven't been drinking. It's it's 10, 15, 10, 20 in the morning. Here's the deal, y'all. I just decided to fucking work on my shit. I decided to be calm. I decided to meditate. I decided to walk and that shit works. So that's why we're talking about being decider. But this is who I really... This is who I really need to get an official 440. Go to 440 and you can see my jacked up eyeliner. I don't know. I think it's funny. I think it's funny that I just kept it there and didn't fix it. Like real life lady. I remember when I was a realtor um, and I was in my 30s and there was a there was a little old lady realtor and her eye makeup was always a mess. And I was like, does she not see? And then I then as I've, you know, I'm almost 50 now. And so I can't wear, you can't wear your glasses while you're putting on your eyeliner. And um yeah, now I don't I I remember kind of like, what is wrong with her? Now I know what's wrong with her. She can't see. Okay, so you guys, you guys, this is who needs to... So who do we put in charge of getting this to sponsor? Hold on, let me get it. Not only this, but I want to have them come and sponsor Camp Star Heart. And I am not kidding. I went to an event last year and this was the sponsor. And it's Poise Pads. I am tired of being embarrassed of being a middle-aged woman with a little bit of a bladder leak problem, especially when I am playing frisbee golf. Every time you fling the frisbee, there's a little, oh, 
Well, guess what that means? So mama's got to be wearing a poise pads. So this episode, Be the Decider, is sponsored by poise pads. Love those fucking things. I don't need the full-on poise panties yet. I just need a little bit more than a regular liner. Yeah. I say something to my husband. I'm like, oh, I just tingled my pants a little bit. And I say it to shock him because he says things to shock me all the time. And he just looks at me like I've totally lost it. Okay. So there's the sponsorship. Let's talk about Be a Decider. Be a Decider actually came from a conversation my husband and I had quite a while ago. We've been married for 14 years. We're going, well, We've been married for 12, 12 and a half years. We met almost 15 years ago. And we pretty much shacked up two weeks after we met and then bought a house together 10 months. And so one night in our very first house that we bought together, we're laying in bed. We have a TV in our bedroom. I'm not that spiritual. I have a TV in my bedroom. And (laughs) we're laying in bed. And this was back when we could actually spoon in bed. By the way, if you have a queen size bed, do not upgrade to a king size bed. Although we tried to downgrade back to a queen size bed and it just didn't work. So this is back when we used to spoon and cuddle. Um, That's the other thing, hot flashes. Who can do that anymore? So one night I'm watching TV and he just grabs the remote and turns it off to go to sleep. And I was like, we're in the middle of a show. (laughs) And he goes, I'm the decider. And I think that is something one of the Bush presidents said, like in a gaffe somewhere, you know how one of them said that they invented the internet, maybe, I don't know, maybe that was Al Gore. I can't, I can't remember. And then, so anyways, he was like, I'm the decider. (laughs) I do know that a Bush president said that. I'm not sure if it was Bush senior or junior or what, but he said, I'm the decider. And so that has been this joke in my family. Um, you know, we, we, it's a loving way to say, um, I'm the decider. I, I'm, I'm just putting my foot down in a loving way. And so the reason I want to talk to you about being a decider, I see so many of you suffering in drama. I see many of you suffering um, in money stuff, in debt, in not having the success that you want in your business. Um, I see you suffering in things that you can control. And so as I'm recording this, it's two days after election day and we're waiting for the results. And I get that people are on pins and needles. I have pretty much mostly, especially during the day, avoided the map show. As I saw a little girl said, mom, when are we going to quit watching the map show? Um, because there's nothing that I can do right now to, wa- to, to change anything. And it just stresses me out. And so I, I decided... And I see, so some of the recent episodes have been about frothing and drama. And I think last week we talked about a combination of inspired action and um, boring habits. And you guys, right now, you're probably not going to have a lot of inspiration. Maybe, I don't know. If you're involved and in, in care about what's going on in the world right now, 
um, COVID politics, Black Lives Matter, things that I think are really important, which you may not. (laughs) Maybe you're in your own little fairy world with your rainbows and unicorns and it's all fine. And I'm in a different place. Um, There is just a lot out there we can't control. And it is a really good and easy excuse to to fawn and froth in drama so that you don't have to do anything. And I know this morning I'm going to be working with a client who's asked for some coaching on self-confidence. Guys, I am one of the most confident and insecure people I know. I am insecure by default, by fear, by drama in my mind. It's only in my thinking. And when I slow down and remember and decide to own my credibility, and if I don't have credibility, I decide to fucking create it. And so I want you to imagine, I'm not saying, oh, you can be anything you want to be. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, think about what you want to be, do, or have And then decide, what are you willing to do to create that? What are you willing to do? I remember my first day of coaching for this organization. I didn't know what to do. I had been coached, but I wasn't trained as a coach. Fortunately, I had my own coach, so I kind of just modeled after them, right? But I didn't have any clients, none. And I remember asking my boss, I was like, is there a manual? Is there like a, you know, I've had jobs before and they always had a manual, a procedure manual that kind of told me what my job description was. Well, no, you're the first one. You get to invent it. And so I could sit around at my desk twiddling my pencils or I could decide. And the decision is not about the end result. I had a lovely conversation with somebody this week who's put a lot of pressure on themselves for the end result. And the end result we can't control, but what we can control is the decision. And the first place the decision starts is in your mind. What will you be the decider about? I'm the decider. Allison, um, somebody asked the other day, it was my my previous coach and now close friend Rich Littman asked, how long have you been coaching? How long have you been being paid to coach? Um, Consecutively, I've been paid 17 years. And before that, I was paid in college. I didn't even realize I was a coach. I was a camp counselor, but I definitely was a coach. Um, And I was paid for that for four and a half years. I've been I've been coaching as long as I can remember and I have had a coaching business and a successful one for 17 years. And I remember when I left the safety and you know I did have no clients when I first started at my company but I had a pool of 200 people to create a roster from. That, that made it helpful, right? I was fishing in a small pond. And I put time on task excessively. <laughs> I decided. I didn't 
when I first started coaching, I didn't decide to be good or to be successful. I just decided to get one client and then get another and then get another and then get another. When I decided to quit accumulating debt and start paying it off, y'all, I am this close to completely paying it off other than my house. Cars paid off. Uh, All student loans have been paid off for years. Business debt, this much left. I could probably pay it off today if I wanted to, but um, I have it at 0% interest. So I'm doing it $1,000 at a time. Give me seven months. I decided it wasn't an easy decision because I had always been doing and thinking the other way. I had habits and an identity that were not aligned with the outcomes that I wanted, not only in physical, tangible results, but emotional results. I love today. I heard about it yesterday. And this morning while I was getting ready and doing my eyeliner and doing it all over my face, I was listening to Brene Brown's new podcast that she had recorded on election day. And it talked about, let me see if I can get this straight. It talked about strong back. God, I can't remember what all those things are. (laughs) Let me look it up. I don't want to get it wrong because it was so good. Strong back, soft front. I, do you guys know how hard it is to have a soft front? Strong back, soft front, and I can't remember the third thing. Um, Let me see what she says. Oh, and of course, it's already passed that because I finished it. Um, If anybody watching live knows what I'm talking about with Brene Brown, she quoted it from somebody else that taught it to her. But strong back and soft front. And you guys, my true nature is to give somebody the bird to to actually close my front. This is one of the reasons why I um, want to be, an, why open heart is, so slow tango, open heart, big profit. Open heart is one of the hardest things for me to do. I'm really independent. I'm really protective. I am often in the nervous system response, but I have made a decision. I am not declaring that I am always successful at it. I certainly have moments. But I have made a decision. I am the decider. I decide to have an open heart. And here's the thing about being a decider. You can't just decide once. It's not enough. Wild heart. Thank you, Marcia. Cheers. My client in London. Not London, England. Um, I have made... Strong back, soft front, wild heart. That's the proper thing. And in Brene Brown's latest podcast, she references the woman that gave it. And it's actually a really good bonus episode. I highly recommend you listen to it. It's it's not actually about politics. It's actually about like, who do we want to be in the world? And I know that I want to be somebody who has a strong back. I want to be somebody who stands up straight and and not only for, um, well, definitely for myself, for my business, for my marriage, for my life, for my nervous system. I did not want to walk this morning, but I knew that if I didn't walk, I wouldn't be able to have a strong back. I want to have a soft front. 
I have a lot of angry feelings about politics. I have a lot less than I used to because I am working on a soft front with a strong back. I'm the decider. I There are a lot of waves in life, a lot of things I can't control, a lot of circumstances. And I can bypass that shit all day long or I can let it blow me into drama and feel horrible or I can decide. I can decide to cultivate and create the identity in my mind and my thinking. I decide and I want you to decide your thinking. And I know that some of these, I, I, remember, I remember reading this book by Brian Tracy and I know Wayne Dyer's written Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. And I, Brian Tracy had something about change of thought. I don't know. I, I was probably, I, don't, I was 20 something years old and I was like, oh, that is fascinating. And I know that it can feel very bypassy to say change your thinking, change your life. But that's because when you, when you just go to change your thought, you don't believe it yet. You haven't given yourself permission to practice. And so a lot of times the things we decide to do, we're not really decided. We're not really committed. One of the things I say in one of the chapters of my book is like bet on yourself over and over and over and over again. And you are waiting for the world to bet on you. Stop it. I was waiting on the world to bet on me. Stop it. Decide for yourself. I tell the story of my sweet husband who um, I was newly married. We'd both been left. So I had a big fear of being left and doing it wrong again. And I tell the story often of when I wanted to leave the company and create my own coaching company, he was like, that is a pipe dream. He doesn't remember saying that. And he wasn't trying to be mean. He was scared. I had moved us and his kids into a house and was making a lot of money because I had that really small pool and I wanted to leave. I had a roster of 72 clients and I wanted to go from 72 clients and insurance to none to none. And he was like, no, lady, you can't recreate that as a coach. He'd never been exposed to that. And frankly, most coaches don't make anywhere near what I make. And so he, maybe he was right to say it was a pipe dream, but was I going to listen to his fear? And I remember for years, not years, for years, it felt like years. It was literally about, well, it was about a month that between the time I quit and the, between the time I decided. And so I quit and I left my company. I had a little decision there. I remember my boss saying, um, you have, why would you leave 100,000 agents? And I was like, I only need seven. At the time, I was like, if I can get seven clients at $1,000 a month, I can cover my business, my life, and breathe. So I was like, I don't need 105 clients. I, I need seven. And I, I remember it took knowing that. I didn't need all the success in the world. I didn't need to think about having seven, uh, having $105,000 clients, 105,000 clients. I needed to think about the next one client and doing that seven times. It was a different decision. And I think a lot of times as soulful people, we have these ethereal decisions. We have these visions. 
I came across the other day from 2013, my business plan. And it was my vision, my business vision. There are so many things on that that did not come true. And there are so many things that did by leaps and bounds that I would never have imagined. But so many of us hold on to the vision. And when it doesn't go that way, we slow down or we stop. And the decision is really made in the daily thinking in the daily support of your nervous system and body and then in the daily doing. And so often we're thinking about the having and I really want to encourage you to think about what it is that you want to create. What do you want to cultivate? And I use the word cultivate because it's not create like that. What are you willing, you know, I, I may be referencing this book a lot and I've been avoiding, I've been frothing and thinking about and dreaming about writing this book since I was 21 years old. And I haven't decided, I haven't wanted to decide because of what it would take. I knew what it would take. I, you know, I, wouldn't it be nice? Like, this is the dream. Hi, I'm Allison. I'm a writer. And I sit down with my trusty little MacBook Pro. And I type, 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 type. And I write, 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 write. And it just comes pouring out me. And it comes pouring out me. And we look up. And a few months later, I send it off to the editor and the publisher. And da, 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 da. And then I sell it. And I make millions of dollars. And I get to go around and be on all the shows. And, and I'm famous. And when we start the process and it doesn't look or feel anything like that, we go, oh, this is not what I was in here for. And a couple, a month ago, a month ago, I, I just, I got real quiet and I asked myself, what would I be spending time and energy on if I weren't frothing about whatever it is I'm frothing about. If I weren't in all this drama and I were to hone my, if I were to decide where to put my energy, what would I decide to do? And instantly I sent a very large sum of money to Heather Doyle Frazier, who has been patiently waiting, waiting, nourishing, cultivating the seed of the desire in me to actually finish writing a book much less start. I didn't even know what the book was about, but I paid her the money and committed. And I set up the framework so that I cannot fail. I can't quit. I de- here's, the, here's the reason I can't quit. I decided. And what I have found about this process is it's not always fun. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to brag about. feels good to my ego. But man, some days it is really hard and some days you dig up stuff you don't like. And too often we are focusing on the end results instead of deciding to be in the process. And what gets you the end result is to be relentless about the process. Now, obviously, I don't want you to burn yourself out. (laughs) I want you to, to, to lead with, like Brene says, strong heart, Strong back, 
soft heart. <laughs> I'm going to get it all wrong. Strong back, soft front, wild heart. And this is why mine is open heart, slow tango, big profit. And one of the interesting things that Brene mentioned um, in this podcast was somebody was talking to her about, it was another speaker, the lady who taught her strong back, soft front, wild heart was talking to her about, they were, they were speaking at an event. And she says, um, they were, they were going to have to do meet and greet. And this one woman is like, I'm not doing the meet and greet. I'm going up to my room. And Brene was like, oh my God, but I committed to do that. And this woman said, listen, in life, we inhale and we exhale. And exhaling is giving out. And where are we inhaling? Like we have got to inhale just as much as we exhale. And so for Brene, the inhale was giving herself permission to go up to her room and rest. And so I'm absolutely, that creates profit, right? So big profit is not just about cash, you guys. Big profit is also about emotional P&L, physical P&L. There's, there's, I know there's a podcast episode out there about emotional profit and loss. And so big profit, slow tango, open heart, slow tango, big profit is also about the inhale and exhale. And what's interesting is to be able to do the exhale of sitting down and doing the writing work, I had to make some decisions. Facebook, off my phone. Decision, spend time reading actual books. None of this audio shit. It's a different experience when you actually slow down your nervous system and you crack open a book. And what's interesting is the decision about the habits is what is creating the flow. So does inspiration just hit you? No, it's cultivated with the decision beforehand. I want you to decide, decide, be the decider. One year we had a little t-shirt at Camp Starheart that said, I'm the decider. I want you to think about, as I close out, I want you to think about what have you actually decided that you didn't realize you decided? What is your subconscious decided for you that's kind of mediocre and lame? And really not. We talked, we did a great session a couple of weeks ago with my clients, like your option A and your option B. And why do so many of us choose, like we, we don't go for the option we really want. And we settle for the puny option because it's safe and comfortable. And so I want you to recognize before you, I guarantee you, before you're able to actually decide in the direction you're going to, to choose that option A and that you're going to be, do, and have, be, do, and create what it takes, you're going to bet on yourself for that option A, you have to recognize how you've been suckered into option B. And you have to recognize not only the payoff or not only the, the cost, but the payoff. And for me, that was like, I am so wrapped up in all this political drama. I am, there is, I have all this extra, I have, I don't have kids at home. Some of you guys have kids at home. I don't have kids at home. You have kids at home. You have no time to yourself. And I have this time and space in my business and I was wasting it frothing about fucking politics. 
Now, I'm not saying I'm going to, I will never be somebody that doesn't care, but I need to decide how I'm going to be an activist. And I guarantee you flapping my, flapping my ass on Facebook or doom scrolling on Twitter isn't useful. And so I thought, oh, this is what I've been committed to. This is what I've been deciding to do. I decided I didn't need to do all this and it was really subtle. It was a passive decision. So I don't want you to make any more passive decisions. I want you to use this episode, whether you're watching live or whether you're listening on the podcast and whether you're listening within a time frame of when it's done or you accidentally, randomly, serendipitously discover this episode, be the decider. Take a look at what decisions have accidentally be made and course correct. You want to be successful in your business? Then you, you get to decide what you're going to do with your time today. <sighs> Take the time to decide. Be the decider. You feel insecure? I want you to imagine. Decide. Decide to be confident. Nobody's going to come down and bestow it on you. You got to decide. When you fail, when something doesn't go your way, you got to decide. You want to pay off your debt? Decide to pay off your debt. Decide to quit spending. Decide to adjust. Decide to go make some more money. Decide. What does that decision look like for you, people? Do you want to be miserable? Do you want to be in drama? Like, I imagine this this giant red ball on an ocean, the ocean right now, the ocean of our world and our climate is crazy. And do you want to be a steadfast? I I mean, I am not denying that. I want you to feel your feelings. That's the other thing I've decided to do. People ask me the last two days, how am I doing? I am meeting my feelings. I have decided not to push aside my strong emotions. I decided to feel them. It sucks but it works so that I'm not beat around like this ball floating on the ocean. I'm going to decide what's going on in my mind. And, and when, I, when I feel things that are uncomfortable, I have decided how I'm going to meet them. I'm not going to shove them down. Uh, you know, we talk about depression. For me, depression is depressing down my feelings and anxiety is thinking my feelings. Well, there's a space in between that. My heart to feel, soft heart, soft front. I'm going to meet those emotions. That's why I feel good today because I met my emotions yesterday. The day before yesterday, I was thinking my feelings. It didn't feel good. (laughs) And so yesterday I spent time meeting my emotions. I decided. And if I don't know what to do, then I decide to research and ask for help. I love you. I want, I can't decide for you. There is, there is, there is nothing harder as a coach or a friend, or even a parent, to see the light and the possibility in somebody and and to have to wait for them to decide that they're worth it, that they'll figure it out. 
that they're resilient. Your resiliency is not your, your resiliency is your security, not the end result. I don't know what my end results are going to be. That shit changes all the time. But I know I'll figure it out. All right. Peace out, you guys. I got to go um, get ready for a coaching call. If you want to join Soulful Success, the doors are not open. So you can't right now. <laughs> but if you want to get on the wait list at coachwithallison.com, I also I do have a one-on-one um high-level one-on-one coaching spot available. It is 20,000 bucks for 13 months. And I also am starting a wait list for my next high-level mastermind um, of high-achieving businesswomen. Um, I do ask that you have some level of, not some, I, I ask that you be in achievement phase. So not launch, not growth, but in achievement phase. Um for both inner and outer strategy work. It's called Spark and Hustle. I'm starting to take, uh, I'm starting to take names for the wait list, possibly even conversations. So, um, send me an email, send me a message if that's something you're interested in. Um, other than that, you guys be a decider. Let me know what you're deciding. It doesn't mean your decision's going to be perfect and it doesn't mean you won't wobble and it doesn't mean you won't, we will wobble and they won't fall down. But even if you fall down, you'll decide to get up every single day. And I look up and I laugh. This year, this year, 17 years in, you know what I forgot to do this year? I forgot to worry about my business. <laughs> not once have I worried about my business. I've worried about Camp Starheart and whether or not, you know, people would get COVID if I did this event. Should I do this event? But I didn't worry about my business or my income. And for years... Without needing to, I practiced worrying whether or not my business would succeed. I just, I giggle at myself because anybody, if, if you go back and look at my numbers and my profit and losses, why, why am I, why am I? Why am I concerned? It's fine. It's better than fine. But my, I wanted to froth and drama instead of just deciding of course, it's fine. It's successful because I, I decided to do. And I know it sounds simple, but there's a decision that happens in your mind. So make that decision. Tell me what the decision is. Leave it in the comments on this video. Send me a message. Send me an email. Tell me what you're deciding to do. Be the decider. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag better life, better work show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.